On this edition of Inside Boxing Live, we're going to take a look back at this past weekend. Regis Progre was a winner. John Ryder uh, was a winner. Dillian White was a winner. All three of those winners are going to have even bigger fights in the next year. We're also going to look ahead. It is a weekend of trilogies. Roman Chocolatito Gonzalez versus Juan Francisco Estrada. Number three, Tyson Fury, Derek Chisora. Number three, we're going to talk about it all. Welcome in to another edition of Inside Boxing Live, a product of John Boy Media. Dan Canobio, Chris Algeri, former world champion, here with you every single week. Thank you so much for tuning in every single week. Episode one, number 195, which kind of blew my mind when I typed that in the notes. Um, I think this is episode like at least 15 with, with Chris Algeri officially on board. So it's a long lineage. We're closing in on, on 200 episodes, which is absolutely wild to me. How are you, Chris Algeri? I'm doing great, and I'm. I like that number, but we gotta we gotta pump them up. Those are rookie numbers. We gotta. <laughs> One ninety five in the boxing podcast world is an eternity. I started this show the Monday after Triple G Canelo number one. Ooh, okay. So we are. So we have some history there because Triple G Canelo three or Canelo Triple G number yeah. three. We did our live watch party. So, yeah, so it's all it's all it's, coming, it's coming full circle. Jim Lampley was my first guest. Wilder was on that show. Um, it was it was a ride, and now we're here. Oh, I'm I'm jealous you had Jim Lampley, man. First guy, I'd, I'd love Jim. I'd love to Dude. be able to wrap it up with him. I've had him on a few times. I had him on during the COVID. Um, mm-hmm. when times were lean. I, we just went down memory lane. That was sick. And then I had him on like he was originally supposed to be the Triller, the face of Triller, like the I voice. Know, I he know. Called Tiafimo Cambosos when it was supposed to be on Triller. And he would have called my like, fight when I fought Le Pierre. I fought exactly. you know two months after after Tifimo was supposed to fight. Right. And I had him on like the when it got announced, he came on that night and he was all excited and everyone oh, was excited awesome. and Triller just fell <laughs> fell out. Marv Nation this weekend. That was a pretty good paper. We're gonna we're gonna this is the the run of order here on what we're gonna be talking. Uh we're gonna get into the Regis Pro Grey win. Um we're gonna talk about Dillian White and uh Ryder. They all all three of them won. Then we'll get into our previews. Uh, Fury, Chisora, and then uh, Chocolatito, Estrada, three. Um, yeah, uh, Regis Progre. We'll start with Regis Progre. Probably the best fight of the weekend, maybe. Maybe uh, if you had uh, Dillian White and and Franklin. But uh, the most important or significant win came from Regis Progre. I thought he looked outstanding. I mean, this is the t- – he fights like every fan at home wants a fighter – to fight oh, i want to see my guy stick and move i want to see him with power i want to see him flashy i want to see him entertain i want to see him knock out a, a fighter when he has him hurt he that was like an a-plus performance from pro he, he eliminates and takes out uh chan cepeda he is a two-time world champion at 140 pounds did practically everything he wanted in there i only had him losing one round uh which was the first one how impressed were you with regis progre after you know seemingly three years out of the spotlight yeah, very impressed because you know that version of Regis Progre, I think, is the best that I've ever seen. I always felt like he was missing certain aspects of his game. You know, he's obviously a very strong guy. He's very aggressive, tends to get hit more than than he should in, in past fights. But this fight, he showed a much improved upper body movement and defense. Came in there, was very smooth, relaxed, 
in and out, rolling his head forward. He was, he's, he's heavy over his front foot because he's an aggressive guy, but he was smart with his movement, his in and out with his upper body, his, his, his lateral side to side shoulder rolls and movement was very good. His rhythm was very nice. I really liked, you know, that, that fight in terms of, of, of how prograde looked. I did not think Chone looked very good, you know, um, you know, which is a shame. He's, he's a buddy of mine. He just didn't, he just couldn't put it together that night. He looked good in the first one or two rounds, like you said, but by the fourth, he was completely, he just looked tight and hesitant. He just, the, the power that was coming at him was, was too much. And he, Progre was just too hard to hit. So, yeah. and it was just a matter of time. Progre had fun. I mean, he kept them to single digits in terms of connects, which, you know, you, you, you did the, the, uh, the count. I mean, it was, uh, it was a masterful performance in Progre. And like I said, that, that style of Progre, I like more than, than anything I've ever seen. Yeah, the only thing I would nitpick, it's a very small nitpick because he was outstanding, would be the defense. Um, yeah, like he gets we hit. talked about he gets this hit. last week. Clean. We talked about this last week. Gets hit clean, but like he re- he re- uh, re- relies on on re- reflexes. And yes. when you get out there in age, obviously your reflexes decline. <laughs> it just isn't brain yeah. science. And so, he's not the youngest guy either. He's he's, he's in it. He's already he's already passed his yeah his it, he's passed the thirty mark. You know he's he's approaching that. Now, I don't want to use the word over the hill because I fought way after that with some good performances, but he's he's past that that prime he's the, age. He's in that, it, he's in that the 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 he's in this prime still, but it's like almost at the top of the hill, but he's still gonna yeah, have good performances on the other side peaking. of the hill. Yeah, he's peaking. Mm-hmm. But like the one thing I'm worried about is the is the defense and and reflexes. He might have to change up his whole style, uh, which would you know take away from his offense, but the double jabs, uh the power punching. Um, the defense, like we just said, was really good at times. Um, he also had, the... he looked like he had, he had a plan. He wanted to land that left hand. He knew that he's also, I don't know if you ever, I mean, you're the numbers guy. You're the, you're the, whatever. Look how many Southpaws that program has fought. I think it's like three or four in a row. Yeah. No, his whole career. He really excels at fighting Southpaws being a Southpaw, which is rare. Most Southpaws have trouble with, with fighting Southpaws. They're usually really good against Orthodox fighters, but program, does really really well against southpaws. He has he has that down that style. Um, I've seen him look mediocre at times against orthodox guys, and but he's always got that power. He's always got that ability to beat guys up, and he's just willing to. He's a warrior. He's just willing to make the fight happen, and that's that's what you, like what you said. The fans, he's got a fan friendly style for sure. Yeah, he's so entertaining, and he says all the right things. And he, I think all fans like him. Uh, all fighters like him. I was like kind of like in a weird way like pissed that we like were. Uh, didn't get to see him for the last three years or didn't get to see him in, in important fights because like this is a guy that could be a legitimate star in the sport i think he's the best at 140 uh put out my updated rankings on on sunday i wouldn't i didn't really look too much into it. i just literally was sitting on the couch and just <laughs> listed 10 and i had pro gray one i had catterall two uh, which pissed people off i had taylor three and i had ramirez four subrio matias uh tiafimo lopez in that list as well but I think progress right now is what have you done for me lately? Like Taylor didn't look that great in his last performance struggles with the weight. We'll see how he looks against Catterall in the rematch, but you can make a very strong case. Progress the best at 140 right now. I can't because he Taylor beat him and, and Taylor, like he had one Taylor's bad, number one. I do. I do. You know, he had a bad performance his last fight against Jack Catterall, but we, we that, that put more question marks than anything. We don't have any answers. It's not like, Oh wow. Jack Catterall should be the best. And you know, because it seemed he seemingly beat Taylor that night, but I don't know if, if, if Taylor goes out there and washes Catterall, yeah. the first fight is gone. The thought, the thought of it's gone. Catterall is off 
off the the top five list. And Josh is back at number one without question. And because he's already got a win over Pro Craig. Doesn't it, it wouldn't matter. But that's how boxing works. It's crazy. Like you said, what have you done for me lately? Recency oh, bias. You can say this, but then it's like, all right, well, on Tuesday this or Saturday, this fight happens on Sunday, everything changes. Yeah. So it, it's it's that kind of it's it's too early to speak on because there's too many question marks in the division at this point. Well, like long story short, it's a very deep, deep division. Uh, Tiafimo yeah. Lopez is like towards the bottom of it because only has one win in the division. He'll rise up to the top. He's fighting uh, next weekend. We'll, we'll be there. Um, and then you take a look, uh, you know, Gary Antoine Russell. Um, Early some... yet for him. Even even Subriel Matias, Matias, I think he's actually really good. We, we just haven't seen him yet. We haven't seen him against those tip-top guys. I think Matias um, is know... supposed to be fighting for a vacant, one of those vacant belts that Taylor gave up. Uh, I think it's going to purse bid. Uh, Dude, all those belts at 40 are I'm, I, I, it's stupid. It's Taylor's. Honestly, they're Taylor's belts. Uh, they're all Taylor's. Taylor's undefeated still. All those belts got relinquished because the the the, the, the governing bodies are, are are greedy. It's it's bullshit as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, he didn't want to uh yeah, I don't know. He he's going through some things with the whole pro bellum or whatever he was with Kinahan. He can't leave. Uh, he can't enter the US. So he pretty much gave up those belts. Um I honestly do think he's one of the top guys. Like I'm just putting Catterall above because I thought he won. Um, yeah. Just you know, you know how I roll on on the social media trying to rile. Well, you, up the dude, rest. you're 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 the numbers guy. You're you're the objective information. I get it. I get yeah. it. Yeah. So Regis Progre wins. Uh, I want to see him in there next. Jose Ramirez, I think, is next in line. Um, nice. Good after fight. the fight, uh, Progre, uh, they asked him, you know, who do you want to call out? And he's like, well, I don't have to call out anybody then because I got the green strap. Um, mm-hmm. now they can come to me, which is like kind of new for Reach's progress. I feel like he's always the one chasing big fights, but he'll get big fights. I mean, he's in a great spot with he signed with Richard Schaefer and, and Pro Bellum. They don't have a network. Um, he would be probably wise to sign with top rank considering the dearth of comp of talent they have at 140. Um, especially with Haney moving up, Tia Fimo's there. Uh Josh, uh, excuse me, uh Jose Ramirez is at 140 at, at with top rank. That's the 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 move for, for Pro Gray. That I could see him getting big fights. He's got to be in big fights from here on out. He's thirty three. He has a belt. Uh, he was on the shelf for fighting one time a year for the last whatever amount of years. So hopefully it's Jose Ramirez or it's Josh Taylor rematch or it's Tiafimo, Devin Haney if he wants to move up to one forty. There's so many names. One forty is amazing. Pro Gray is back. I'm excited. I'm happy for him. Good dude. I think everyone can can agree with that one. So that was oh the Marv Nation pay-per-view was interesting it's this is like wasn't your typical espn telecast wasn't showtime telecast it was like a skeleton crew put together dave Harmon, who was at hbo for a long long time a great great director was there so it looked great you had some uh interesting broadcast uh, ray mancini uh, was on the call who took a pretty broad uh, swipe at CompuBox out of nowhere. You know, I'm sitting there calling, working with my dad. All of a sudden, Ray's like, I don't like CompuBox. <laughs> it's, I thought that he landed more punches on the arms than the shoulders. I was like, dude, what? Like, Ray, you're a legend. I've got drinks with him and hung out with him on the road. Like, we don't count punches that land on the shoulders or the arms. Those aren't. That's not the scoring area. It, that was my only gripe with the night. It was that Ray Mancini was. It's tough when you don't call fights all the time, and you know he said that Jalalov was ready for Wilder. Tough night for, for uh, Boom Boom, but all all together, pretty good, pretty good uh, night of fights. Jalalov looked good. Um, who else? Charles Conwell got a win. Uh, the women's fight was awesome. 
pretty good pay-per-view. I mean, all things good. A lot of people are going into this like, oh, is this really worth the money? I think if you pay, you bought it, you were pretty happy with it. And you even got some entertainment from Ray Mancini. Yeah, I mean, I, I love Ray. He's he's awesome. Like I said, he's an icon of the sport. And, and I agree with you with commentating. And you got to be, you got to, you got to have your reps in and you got to do it a lot and often. So, but you know, but I understand where race coming from though, with, with the punches on the arms and and the body, because copy box, you guys have covered a, you know, a plethora of my fights. And I, I, you, I hit guys in their arms and their shoulders on purpose and they, they're not scoring blows, but they, they, they do damage. Yeah. They do damage. They they do do damage. damage. It's like, yeah. you don't see, they, it's like they affect the fight. It's like yeah. in baseball, like when you don't see something that shows up in this in the scorecard, but it like affects the game. Like you hitting the arms, so it does slow the guy down. Uh, but that's like the judges. I don't know what they even look at that. Whatever. I don't want to get. Well, too I much fought him. I fought Emmanuel Taylor, and the round where I landed the least punches, I punched the hell out of his front <laughs> shoulder. He fought with his arm down, and it was it was like the only round that I think you know people gave to him, and I was like, I beat the hell out of his front arm, and his left hook was his best punch. So pretty much the end of the, the whole last three rounds, he didn't use his left hand like that. Yeah. So it, it, it's not a scoring blow. Maybe I lost that round because of, you know, on, in copy in terms of copy box, but I wasn't landing well, scoring said, blows. We busted but was, that myth, Chris. We busted I was that doing myth. damage. You don't, yes. we busted that myth. You don't, you don't, uh, judges don't see the copy box. So. Well, Teddy Atlas seemed to think that, that I lost that round, which I didn't agree with, but you gotta, you gotta <laughs> take that up with Teddy. See, we, uh, we all have our gripes. Like Ray Mancy, next time I see him, probably say something to him. Like, I'm sure Teddy, you're going to hey, keep man. that in the back of your mind with Teddy. Like, hey, you, mm-hmm. you, you didn't score that round for me on ESPN in uh, 2014. Oh, me and Teddy have a bunch of gripes, actually. Well, he's an easy guy yeah, to disagree did. with. Yeah, he had, he had a lot to say about my fights. My fight with Bruce. A lot to say about my fight with Bruce Lawn and the fight with Taylor. So. Well, he's got a lot to say in, in general. He's now like a UFC guy. True. Like, he took it way... Like, I'm casual MMA Dan. Well, I'll go to one MMA card a year, if that... And kind of like peak, he's gone full bore. Like he's like dumb at boxing, and he's like a full MMA guy now, Teddy. Which is wild to even think about in the sport. Listen, I am a I'm a kickboxer, first turned you know boxer martial artist, and I would never want to speak about MMA with any kind of certainty because you know, has a guy ever wrestled before? Ever been on the ground? Like I was I was a good wrestler, and I would still hold my tongue if we were talking about MMA technique technique wise. I think he kind of keeps it broad. He keeps it like I'm Teddy Atlas and I know a fight. And, uh, you know, he probably likes yeah. the stand up guys. If it goes to the, it gets to the ground when I, oh, I call it. I certainly do. Time, I have no idea what's going on when they get on the ground. That's when I go to my color, my color commentary. I mean, I've done. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of uh, that, I did that this past last week. The Bella Entertainment uh, did a uh, Broadway boxing at where were we? Edison Ballroom. Dude, sick room. Oh, awesome nice. Night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We had there was food. Uh, people were eating dinner behind us, like steaks were being, and they had Sinatra on. You would have loved it. Sinatra loved in between rounds. Everyone was I was flying a... into New York that night. I, I missed the show because I literally came in that night. But you yeah, admit, yeah, awesome. you should have swung through. Uh, me, Shackle, uh, uh, Chris Santos from Chopped uh, yep, was the yep. judge. Uh, it was a grand time. I mean, Stephen Shaw was on the card. He fought Ryder. Um, who do you fight? Uh, Book uh, Rydell Booker, dude. Rydell Booker fought James Tony in two thousand four. Yeah, <laughs> only been dropped once wow. in his entire career, right? Old Booker, and he went the distance, Bro- broken nose, went the distance. Um, good car. Uh, Makai Kreps was on the card, Mikey Williams. Fun. Uh, haven't done commentary in a while. Uh, felt good to be back in New York with the crew and Tabella, so that was that was a fun one. All right, so the regions, where are we now? Dillian White, uh, Jermaine Franklin. Wow, a lot of thoughts here. Fun, fun fight, fun fight. We kind of knew it was going to be that enter in because Dillian White is on the decline. Uh, Franklin undefeated. 
good boxer, not a lot of power. And I think it played out just like that inside the ring. I think if Franklin had any power, he probably would have got Dillian White out of there. If Dillian White was like five, six years younger and still was throwing 70 punches around, he probably would have got Franklin out of there. So therefore, you get yourself into a 7-5, 6-6 type of fight. 7-5 either way. I didn't score the fight. I was kind of just watching on my laptop and doing stuff at my parents' house. Uh, But I knew it was close. Like robbery, no. Um, Dillian White, maybe won seven rounds. Franklin could have won seven rounds. I think this what we got out of this is that White is is just for the taking. I mean, next guy that comes in there, it's probably going to be Anthony Joshua. It's probably going to knock him out. Uh, what were your thoughts on, on on this fight? It was a pretty good one. Yeah, I I, uh, I like Franklin. You know, seeing a heavyweight that throws combinations is is hard. It's a, you don't see that these days. So he threw he let his hands go. He had quick hands. Um, he was tough too because Dillian White can punch. And he cracked Franklin with some really big shots. And Franklin never really wavered. Entertaining fight through and through. Now these guys are big. They're big guys. I like. I love. I love big guys who are who are throwing tons of punches. And that's you know that's that's what we saw. So it was, it was a great fight. I'd like to see Franklin again. You know, yeah, I think that's the he, thing. Uh, Franklin stock. Rose. I think with those. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. He was completely unknown. I had never really seen him. So and even right away, I was like, oh wow, this guy throws. This guy has fast hands and he throws combinations. I like that. So, uh, and Dillian White, I, I've always liked. He's just very fun to watch. Uh, but I think you're right. I think he's very much right for the taping. I think that Anthony Joshua fight makes sense for, for for Team Joshua. It's a comeback fight with a name guy who's coming off a win, and Joshua's probably going to knock him out. Franklin came in a little, he was looked like he was a tad out of shape. If he would have just lost maybe 15 more pounds, he might have won the fight. Like he I don't know, how does he normally lost. look? Some guys just look like that. I've never I've never seen him I think another his, way. The fight before that, he was a little bit lighter. <laughs> okay. So it's a little frustrating, but I mean, I'm sure he's going to, he has a lot of, he probably has a lot of regrets and like, man, if I would have just done this, I would have done that. You know, you've listened when, when it comes to fighting. Fights. I've always said, if I was, I've always had a saying, don't wake up on Sunday and saying, don't wake up on Sunday saying I should have done anything, yep. you know, because yeah. regrets, the worst thing in the world that eat you alive for the rest of your life. Well, he wasn't going to get the, he was going to take a lot for him to get the decision over there. Like I was not he shocked. Almost did, I mean, you know, when there was some of the scorecards were, were really bad. Um, he could have went either way. I know he wasn't going to get it. Um, David Hay, yeah. who I actually like, uh, was had the tough assignment of scoring the fight while calling the fight. He had four, three or four 10-10 rounds, which <laughs> you don't see 10-10 rounds ever, but he had three 10-10 rounds, which if you really think about it, a 10-10 round is a Franklin round because he just didn't want to give the round to uh, White because White's a matchroom guy. Hayes a matchroom I went. Guy. I went to the living room to reheat some my my my, my dinner plate, and my nephew yells in. and He goes, "Hey, Uncle Chris, do 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 judges give ten ten <laughs> rounds a lot?" I go, "No, they're really they're really frowned upon. They really shouldn't." He goes, "Oh, well, David Hayes just gave like three or four of them. I'm like, That's not good." <laughs> Is that your cousin? Uh, your nephew Mark? Uh, Michael. Michael, Michael won the fight. Excuse me. Yeah, yeah, that's your guy. I forgot to give him a shout out. He he won a big tournament. So let's, yeah, he let's won the New York right City Metros. Yeah, that's 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 the uh, the next fighting Algerian. Let's go. Yeah, but so even your nephew saw how bizarre that was. But um, mm-hmm. I, yes, obviously Dillian White is they're setting him up to fight Joshua. Uh, Hearn said something after the fight that kind of like was like, oh really? Like they might build it up into like a summer fight, but for Joshua. But that should just be next. Like, why are we building that up? Like, why are we building that? Like, it gets to a whole other thing there with what Joshua should do next. Like, Josh was talking about, he was there ringside. Um, you know, maybe February. Like, maybe that's too fat, quick for, for White. But if, if they that's offered for White to fight in February, White's taking it. Like, of course. I mean, yeah. it's a freaking lottery ticket handed it his way. And, you know, when he doesn't look great um, as, as of late, I thought that 
Um, he had just enough to keep uh, Franklin off of him, and Franklin didn't have enough on his punch to end the fight. I think that was a pretty bad good idea way. to extend that fight because they put a fight in between Dillian and uh, Dillian and what can lose. Exactly. And I think if, he's right. If, he's I'm, there if I'm white, I'm I'm pushing for that Joshua fight right away. Let's let's get that thing going. Let's go in March. And if let's he, go in April. And if Joshua doesn't knock white out, I think that says a lot about it. I think this is a fight that will tell you a lot about Anthony Joshua. If he can't score 100%. a knockout, if he can't knock out Dillian White in this fight, then you're gonna have a lot of questions about uh Anthony Joshua. Yeah, we said that we said that on previous shows that that, that fight is probably gonna happen at some point and it's probably gonna happen sooner than later. And the result of that fight is going to tell what the rest of Joshua's career is going to look like. Uh, over in the UK at the same time, of course, because boxing likes to do that. I had like multiple tabs open. ESPN Plus had John Ryder versus um, Parker, which was like a like a dud because of Parker's hand injury. Zach Parker broke his hand. Uh, people were saying he quit. Of course, he you know, took the Twitter uh, to show the X-ray. Took the Twitter to show his hand. It was huge. Fourth round. Didn't actually watch too much of it because I was watching the white fight. I was going back and forth. Can't really watch two fights at once. Like, I think action was just starting to about to heat up. And, you know, obviously they're fighting for uh, the, to be a mandatory uh, for Canelo. Ryder wins. Ryder wins the fight uh, by TKO uh, because Parker could, simply couldn't go on because of the, the hands. And right away, Eddie Hearn has had the message out already. Texted Eddie Reynoso, we want Canelo. Uh, this is your tune-up fight. That's, that's the – I wouldn't – say front runner but it's certainly the name that's being thrown out right now we talked about this last week as well Ryder was the guy we thought was going to win he wins uh wasn't impressive because of Parker's injury but it looks like Ryder versus Canelo is being talked about like you said maybe in Wembley uh maybe in May that's that's the latest with that fight mark my words that's going to be Canelo's next fight okay Just write it down that's the fight I just and it. I good and I and good for for John Ryder you know he deserves it uh, he beat Daniel Jacobs earlier this year, and then he just beat Zach Parker, who was undefeated. Granted, the way he did it wasn't wasn't fantastic. I thought, yeah, by the way, I'm going to speak on this because I've broken my hand many times in fights. I've never quit on a hand. Now, I'm, yeah, I, actually, I take that back. Not going to use the word quit. I've never stopped fighting because of a hand injury. Go out, fight. Guys have guys have won fights with one hand. It was his right hand too. He can he can use that left. He can stick it. He can switch sides because I saw him do that a few times. He was switching sides during the fight. Um, just I mean, dude, that's your shot. Go go shot. go for it. I mean, this is literally that's your, your shot. Go this for is it. it. A Canelo fight dangling out there. I mean, it must have been really bad for him. I don't I don't know. I I, I, I you hit. never know. It's it's hard to say that, but man, go out on your shield. Try. I just I don't know. That that's me. It's always been me. Everyone knows me that as that guy. I I guess, you know, Jack Parker isn't that guy. But again, you can never speak to what the injury is. And hey, that might have been that might have been the good decision because that hand injury could be something that would affect him for the rest of his career. But you never know. We'll see. Canelo Alvarez in the news too. Um, you know, you're you're a uh, half Argentinian. Um That's why I got the that's why I got this blue on. We're gonna talk about it. I figured. Canelo versus Messi. That you think Ryder's the next fight? It's Canelo versus Messi. Clearly, if you've been <laughs> like, what the hell is going on? Canelo is like tweeting more than he's ever tweeted in his life. His hand must be fine because he's tweeting like crazy. He's going after other Argentinian players. He's he's tweeting at he's like Mexican uh, uh, journalists who are saying, "Calm down." Messi didn't kick the. F-. So he he didn't. I saw the video. It didn't look like he, yeah. if no one, you have no idea what we're talking about. It looked like after Mexico lost to Ar- Argentina, got eliminated, they were in the locker room. 
And there was some type of jersey which looked like the Mexican jersey at the feet of Messi. Messi either looked like he like didn't like stomp on it. He like literally like just moved it out of the way with his foot. And Canelo starts tweeting like, "If I, you better pray I don't find him." Did you see this shit? Uh, F you, everyone just going scorched earth on 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 Twitter. Maybe you would know this. You're, I didn't even know you were a soccer uh, fan until we started texting. Like, why was the Mexican? Uh, uniform in the locker room of Messi. Would you do you know why? So there's no way to know. It could have been like a, a situation swap? it could have been a jersey swap, which is what I was thinking. And if you really look at the video, there's there's Argentinian jerseys on the floor as well. The guys just pulled their shirts off. They're all they're all shirtless and it's a locker room. You know, shit gets on the floor. I, I it didn't look like there was any kind of ill or mal, you know, stepping <laughs> on anything like that. But... It looked like he was almost like he was kicking his shoes off and that's where the jersey was. Wasn't looking at the floor either. I don't know. I just think that that Canelo is is pissed that they're zero and four now against Argentina in the World Cup. They've played four times in the World Cup. Argentina has won every single time, and you know the guy needs a fight. <laughs> you know yeah, he's he's, pretty, he's like, got a hand injury. He might he might be using tequila for his recovery, and he had a you know a little bit a little bit of enjoyment that night, and 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 uh, was pissed about the loss. Which dude, I get. I mean, I'm sure World Cup is huge. Yeah, I think I'm rooting for Argentina now. Um, obviously because of oh, come on, Messi, dude. I mean. Messi's I mean, that's, a and then they said Messi's is, like one of the nicest one. guy. He's like one of the nicest guys, almost respectful guys. He didn't yeah. stomp on. It. If he sat there and he was stomping on it, like obviously we'd be like, "What the hell? Like, why? Why are you doing yeah. that?" And Canelo would have a reason. I mean, this guy. Yeah, I can't. I, I can't imagine that. Yeah, he's always been a respectful guy, and in, in, in at least out in public and the media. And like you said, that's that's the word on the street. I'd be very very surprised. And plus, I think you know they're rivals, and they've been they've been heated rivals for a long time. And I believe there's got to be a lot of respect there. So uh, I don't know. It's, yeah, Canelo it's, it's went a, off. He, it's he been tweeted. a bit of a reach. I was. It's like out of character. Like obviously, like I tweeted. Like it was pretty funny. Like there were some very good tweets going around. Um, the memes are hilarious. Memes were great. Like I saw one of the. You see that meme where a guy gets like thrown down the street, and he's like rolling, rolling, rolling down the street, and it said, "If Canelo ever finds Messi," uh, like people <laughs> were saying, like the soccer uh, community saying, "Who is who is this guy?" Which kind of blew my mind because in our world. Canelo is he's is messy. Like he's he's the biggest star. It's one you know one word name. He's he's larger than life. But in the grand scheme of things, in like the football world, like there are some messy people uh, fans out there and some soccer fans are like, wait, who's that? Who who's Canelo? Like who the hell is this guy? Which blew my like that blew my mind a little bit because like obviously Canelo's everything for us. We forget how big soccer is. Five hundred like, million I, Instagram followers for Messi. Yeah, I, I I was saying this. I was saying this yesterday. I'm like. The entire world plays in the World Cup. That's yeah. wild. Like every country plays. Like we all play each other. There's no sport that everyone does and competes. It's it's it, it transcends everything, and it's it's a massive, massive sport. So, like you said, he, Messi's got 500 million. Uh, no, 381. I, I don't want to. Okay, well, I, Ronaldo, I think has 500. Ronaldo million has like 500. Like they, he they won. They won this week. Portugal, USA got a big game. Too. Yeah, they, they just won this afternoon. Out. This, 2-0 uh, against uh against uh Uruguay, which was yeah. a good game and a, and a tough matchup. I was I was impressed with Portugal. There's a lot of crossover between soccer fans and and boxing fans because it's a course, global sport. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. it's a lot of ethnic pride on the line. So I I do see a lot of people on my timeline on Twitter um that are watching the games and you know I'll follow along. We'll see. We'll I'll see. be watching games all week. My 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 schedule is clear. <laughs> For those games, I'm on, Argentina. I'm on Team Argentina now. I'm sure Ronnie, oh, Ronnie was here too. He, he'd say the same. I'm, I'm, I'm calling for Argentina. That's this is an Argent, Argentinian uh, pod. Let's go. Oh. 
We're gonna we're gonna take I mean, this thing. We're gonna raise that cup. Most of us Argentinians are Italian anyway, so you, you'll you'll fit right I'm in. Right in. Time. Boom. Here we go. Yeah. All right. So uh, that is that. Um, maybe Canelo will fight Messi. That was hilarious. Let's. <laughs> add, First, like, that I, could be that could that could be the comeback. I'm sitting there sun Sunday night Tune when this all happened, and I'm like, what? What? Like, what? I see yeah. Canelo tweeting like four or five. He never tweets, and it's just like one after the next after the next. And I was like, this can't be happening at 10 p.m. Like. Canelo. Hey, fighters fight, man. The guy can't fight right now, so he's he's he's, he's going to fight on Twitter. Well, also what I said, last to put a button on this, I said this is the same guy who slapped Caleb Plant because Canelo thought motherfucker was – he meant that – he thought it was like a literal term, like Caleb like Plant wanted yeah. relations with his mother. Mm-hmm. Like so – and he went off – he went off the off the rails. Like he's a very excitable guy. So and yeah, now you throw in like Mexico, his team got embarrassed, like you said. I now I, I kind of understand where why Canal was freaking out a little bit, but <laughs> um, good entertainment for us. I was I was awesome. Yeah, why not? Something to talk about. Exactly. Uh, another thing to talk about this weekend. It's the weekend of the trilogies. Fight preview time. Uh, we got trilogies that you really want to see in Chocolatito and Charlie. Got trilogies that you probably were like, I don't need to see this again. Uh, I've told you the numbers where Fury has outlanded Jazora in twenty-one of their twenty-two rounds. Uh, I think. A lot of fans don't understand why this fight's happening. Every time I look at anything on social media, uh, whether it's Instagram posts or Twitter posts, I look at the comments underneath. No, people are not really happy about this fight. Don't really want to see it. But that's easy. It's easy to to shit on this trilogy. How about how about we come up with ways to, like why we want to watch it? Uh, what what can you look for? Is it possible that Chizora can somehow beat? Tyson Fury. We can be see history. Can we see a spectacle? All the above. None of the above. Some of the above. What are some reasons? Why should we watch this fight on Saturday afternoon, wherever you are over in the UK? We have a lot of UK listeners. Why should we watch Fury Chisora? Number one, the trash talk leading up to the fight and the press conference is going to be awesome. But is it Chisora, real? I feel like they're friends. Chisora and um, David Hay is Chisora's manager. They hit each other with glass bottles <laughs> during the press conference. Doesn't matter. Yeah. That, that 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 picture of of David Hay holding a a water bottle and punching Chisora in the face is one of my favorite press conference photos ever. It's or insane. Fury in a Batman uniform. Remember that? Oh, yeah, I mean they, they're gonna be they're gonna be so it's gonna be it's gonna be a spectacle up until the fight, and even then, I mean, listen, can can he win the fight? No, I'm gonna. <laughs> you can, it's boxing and anything can happen. But what are the it, odds? It, Pulling up uh, DraftKings. Mean, pulling up DraftKings. They gotta be like, this, are they this bigger gotta, than uh, Crawford? Uh, Avizian? It's gotta be. It's it's gotta be. I mean, pulling them up right now. It's what, gotta be Mike guess? Tyson Douglas Douglas numbers forty to one. It's minus three thousand. Fury. That's pretty big. So what is that essentially? Thirty to one. Uh, minus of Crawford's minus fourteen hundred. So it's double that. Um. It's one of the that, bigger. Like, I would I would put money on the Crawford fight. Like any like lighter weights. It's I don't know. Like Crawford's been out of the ring a while. You know, yeah. stuff happens. At least this is, and I put together five reasons why you want to watch. Um, you know me, eternal optimist. Um, first of all, everyone's gonna be watching. That's the thing. Yeah. Like, of course, it's Tyson Fury. It's Tyson Fury, and it's it's a fight. Like we literally will watch anything. Like I will. Everyone was tuned into Franklin versus uh, Dillian White. Like, I, it's just boxing. We don't really get a lot of action 
during the week. This is it. Like, of course, we're going to tune in to watch uh, Touch First. So number five, this uh, my five reasons why you want to watch. There will most likely be a knockout. Uh, it's heavyweight boxing. Tyson Fury is probably going to be delivering that knockout. He's sitting down more on his punches. Look what he did uh, to Dillian White. I'm sure there's some people out there that like to see Chisora uh, laid out. Um, there's going to be a knockout in this fight. So that's always fun to tune in. Number four, it's on ESPN Plus, and it's on in the afternoon here in the States. You don't have to pay exorbitant pay-per-view prices. You got the bundle like most people do. You put it on ESPN Plus. You can watch it on your phone. And it's on in the afternoon, so you're saving money on pay-per-view. It's on in the afternoon. You can still go out with your lady. You can still go out with your family. You can still uh, go to dinner at night. You can do whatever you want. And you can watch Tocatito fight at night. So that's a pretty good reason. Number three, you can watch the fight. It's less time you have to spend with your family. <laughs> less time you have to talk to your family. Less time you have to just step away, watch the fight. Hey, I'm watching the fight. Oh, God, that's, a, that's, a, that's right there. That's a, that's a plus. That's a positive. Number two, you're going to like this, Chris. You're a historian. History. If Chisora somehow wins, which you don't think is going to happen, I don't think anyone think that Vegas doesn't think it's going to happen. Chisora wins, he becomes the first fighter with double-digit losses to win a world title since 1951. Jersey Joe Walcott. That's cool. I like that. <laughs> you throw it around Jersey Jer- Jersey Joe Walcott's name, you know it's historic. That's a name like you know they're fighting like this. Yeah, yeah Chisora ain't, ain't Jersey Joe though. Jersey Joe was slick and and smooth and had had game plans and setups. Chisora is a bite down your mouthpiece and throw haymakers guy. Yeah, number one, it's Tyson Fury. I mean, it's going to be a spectacle. There's going to be a lot of people that's, there. It's and be that's insane, the only one that matters. There's going to be an insane walkout. Uh, it's going to be a scene. It's a heavyweight fight. Hopefully, another reason. If I had more, I would say it's just. Hopefully, this brings us closer to a either Joshua fight or. Usyk fight. I think Usyk's the one we really want to see. Maybe Usyk will be there. Um, it's still a big attraction. It's not the one we all want to see, but it's a heavyweight title fight, and Tyson Fury's involved with it. He is one of the top fighters in the game. He's one of the best heavyweights to ever to lace him up. Um, got some numbers for you. Of course, I got some numbers for you. Fury. Defense. Let's keep an eye on this because you know that is going to try to get to him. Fury's opponents land just 6.2 punches per round. That is the fewest among all heavyweights, the fourth fewest among all fighters. That's impressive to me, like being so big, being a heavyweight, being able to move and be that nimble at that height and to only get hit with 6.2 punches. And he's facing guys like Wilder. He's facing, uh, he's got a pretty decent uh, resume. Not the best resume in heavyweight, but it's pretty good. 6.2 punches around for a guy that size. Yeah, I mean, if if you're averaging holding your opponents to less than ten punches around, that's that's insane. That's 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 goat status. So, and Tyson Fury's he's got the upper he's got the upper body movement. He's got the length. He's got the reach. Um, he's just a massive, massive man, and he's wildly athletic. I mean, it's 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 it doesn't make sense. Every time I watch him fight, I'm like, what is going on? How does that guy move like that? That's a good enough reason to tune in too. It's like it's like exactly like tune in oh, to watch like he's a spectacle. I think I, I think I watched the last fight with my girlfriend. She's like, wait, a second, that's the heavyweight champion of the world. Like, <laughs> yeah. She's like, is that Tommy Fury's brother? They're from the same family. I was like, oh, different moms, but same dad. John yeah. Fury, same same dad. But yeah, he looks like <clears throat> his body is like so. He wears those tight shorts on purpose and like got a muffin top. I mean, he top just, and... Yeah, he just doesn't look good with his shirt off, but man, he can fight like no other. And uh, like, how do you like? Do you think it's gonna be like it could potentially become like a brawl? Like, I could see that being fun. Like, we all thought that the third Fury uh, Wilder fight 
was unnecessary. Not saying that this is on the same level because it's not. Uh, Wilder's light years better than Shizora, but in the same ilk of, all right, like we don't need to see this third one, but maybe it could be fun. Like maybe it could turn into a brawl. Like do you give Shizora any shot of like being able, like, well, can you see, not shot at winning, but just like turning it messy? If Fury wants it to be, if he wants yeah. to be. Uh, entertaining, which he always does. He's he's an, he's an eternal showman. I could see him feeling out Chisora early, setting the tone and being like, you know what? This guy can't hurt me. I'm going to get inside. I'm going to fight. I'm going to make it a fight. Or I can see him going out there and just lighting Chisora up. Dude, he might. Either way, it'll be entertaining. It'll yeah. If he wants to stand and fight and bang around, he'll do it. If he goes out there and just ices Chisora in, in a couple rounds, that's going to be like, all right, that's our heavyweight champion in the world. Welcome back, champ. Yeah. Um, Chisora opponents land almost 40% of their power shots. That's a lot. Which is uh, wild. The, the man's <laughs> been stopped and he still allows people to hit him like that. Like he's Yeah, he's one of he's those like um he's like Joyce. He's like Joyce where or where Joyce I think lands the same amount of power punches as he gets hit with. <laughs> and Chizora's yeah, the same but, thing. Yeah, but Chizora has been knocked cold in fights. Like yeah. Joyce at least is the juggernaut. He doesn't he doesn't allow himself he doesn't get Not, hurt like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh Chizora lands 41% of his power shots. While getting hit with close to thirty nine percent, so he's in that club he's that you don't want to be in. You don't want to be in that one to one club. You you want to uh, try to avoid that. You want to be where Tyson Fury is. Uh, so that is Saturday afternoon. Good preamble to the main event of the weekend in a fight that all fight fans are excited for. It's the crown jewel of the fight schedule for the rest of the year. Guess we didn't get a lot of big fights towards the end of the fourth quarter. This is a big fight to me, and that's Roman Gonzalez versus Juan Francisco Estrada. The rematch. First fight went down in 2008, I want to say. Even I could be wrong on that. Don't quote me. Somewhere, I think it was 2012. Um, and now they fought last year. It's officially 1-1. It should be 2-0. Chocolatito. This is it. This is the big one. Going down to Glendale, Arizona. I'm excited. I know you are too, Chris. We're all fans of Roman Gonzalez. We're all fans of Juan Francisco Estrada. But Roman Gonzalez has a special place in my heart, has a special place in a lot of fight fans are. He's just a throwback fighter. Anytime he steps in the ring, it's appointment television. Yeah, I mean, I, I've I've coined the nickname for him a symphony of violence. The guy is beautiful to watch. The way he moves is so smooth and so pretty. Uh, you, you forget you're watching someone trying to destroy another man with punches with his fists. I mean, it's, it's a beautiful thing to watch. Uh, he will be sorely missed when he, when he decides to, to call it a career. I am very excited this, for this fight. This is a massive fight with very small guys. Yeah, and I love that. if, if you're not, if you're not a, a fight fan, if you're not, if you don't know about these smaller weight guys, call your friends, tell them, tune in. This fight is a no brainer. Going to be an awesome, awesome, awesome matchup. Well, he's like a, a, a big deal in, in that regard is that he put the small guys on the map. Like every small fighter underneath 126 pounds owes a, owes a debt of gratitude to Roman Gonzalez, owes a debt of gratitude to Suitman um, for putting him on HBO and uh, underneath those Triple G fights and showing the world Roman Gonzalez. Um, you know, the hipsters, boxing hipsters knew who he was. And then once he started fighting on HBO, it's like, oh, shoot, like this guy throws blistering combinations. This is like, Manny Pacquiao, like this is like the closest. I that's how I feel when I'm watching Roman Gonzalez fight. Not that he has the same style, but it's like, all right, we're never gonna see his ilk again. Like this is a very special fighter, combination punching, just the career, 
Um, let's get talk before we get into chocolate. I want to get into the overall, but uh, by the numbers, 24 rounds, these two have fought 4,662 total punches thrown, 1,381 punches landed. Um, Chocolatito threw over 80 punches in 20 of the 24 rounds. Estrada threw over 80 punches in 18 of the 24 rounds. Uh, they went well over 100 in a number of those rounds. I think Chocolatito threw. 150 in the final round of his last fight. <laughs> He's just absurd. I mean, and and uh, the they threw more and landed in their second fight uh, than they did in the first fight. Ten years apart. So that just shows you these guys are, are are just are just made for each other. But they're gonna throw punches and bunches. And with, with Chaco Tito, it's like <laughs> the last three fights I've watched of his. I'm like, all right, is this the night where he gets old overnight? Is this the night where he, he gets beat up? Is this the night where it's he just can't do it again? And I thought maybe it was going to be that in the second Estrada fight. thought maybe it was going to be that in that Ray Martinez fight uh, we saw last, last March. But he somehow defies the odds, warms up, and then by the third or fourth round, he's throwing 120 punches, and it's beautiful. So Well, I thought I thought he was he was done with the Rungvisai fight. We, I thought that that was when he got knocked out. Yeah. And then disgusting. he came back. Yeah, sick. he got he came he came back and he's revitalized his career. That Ray Martinez fight was, I mean, for him to be able to to, to come back the way he did against a young stud, I mean, that was man was versus boy. Thing. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was supposed to be young lion killing the old lion. It was not supposed to go that way. And 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 uh, yeah, the, the the man the man excelled. You know, in a in a day and age where you see most careers are like carefully curated um guys are protected guys are moved along i don't think we're going to see another roman gonzalez if, and i'm hoping this isn't the last time we see him you know turn pro at 18 by 21 he was a world champion 6 years later he's pound for pound number 1 in the world by 30 like you just talked about that rungvisai fight he's knocked out written off builds himself back up captures another world title at age 33 that right there that's just a, a career that's why you have these feelings for the guy because he does things like his career we thought he was out we thought he was done after that rung side loss for him to build himself up you know and knock out i think it was uh yafai and become a world champion again after that and now fighting at top level beating these young guys you know being Estrada is really good you know, I thought he won that second fight. Phenomenal. That is just a that's a Hall of Fame career. That's a, a generational talent, man. And he I can't talk highly enough about this guy. I feel like I'm going over the top, but I also feel like it's not enough. No, not at all. Because it, especially when you put it into respect perspective about the those lighter weights, 30s old, 33 is ancient for that weight class. Yep. So for him to be able to perform the way he's done, he has past 30 is unheard of. Absolutely unheard of. So it just it just extends his legend that much more. He is everything. He is that guy. And I cannot wait for him to fight this Saturday night. Estrada. Let's talk Estrada. Um, you know, I'm talking about all the numbers with with Chocolatito. Like, obviously. Estrada's he, awesome. Estrada <laughs> awesome. is, like, damn good, too. Like, this is another awesome. first ballot Hall of Famer. Um, ranks top 10 in almost every category in terms of punches uh, thrown and punches landed. 25. He lands 25 around. He throws 75 punches around. Uh, throws almost 55 of those are, are power shots. Those are all top 10 in all of boxing, not just in his weight class. Uh, a surefire Hall of Famer, a guy that's just perfect for um, 
he's perfect for for Gonzalez. Like I I think Gonzalez is more of a combination puncher. Uh, Estrada has a better jab, a little bit better of a boxer, but jabs are more not explosive gonna, too. Yeah, he's more jab, explosive. Exactly, and and the jab is not going to be a punch in, in this fight. I, I don't think. No. I mean, I think they're, they're going to be gonna they're go, going to be too close to each other to really even use it. Exactly, they're going to go right back into the phone booth, and maybe there's a feeling out round for that first one, but then from round two to twelve or however long it goes, you're looking at close to two hundred punches thrown between the both of them. Estrada's damn good. I mean, uh, this is this the night where where he. Um, makes it, you know, two out of three, or he, he wins that uh, decisive uh, win over, over Chocolatito in your mind? Unfortunately, I do believe that that is going to happen. And I, say I, that I, with picked, a heavy heart. I picked Estrada uh, to win yeah. the last one, too. I uh, Estrada looked, has looked really good as of late. And like you said, it's just like, it's just a matter of time with Chocolatito. Is this going to be, is this going to be the one? I feel like, I feel like he's already gone back to the well you know, so many times and pulled out those victories that he's had recently for him to do it again. I mean, it's the stuff of legend, honestly, but I've, I'm taking Estrada. No, if anybody, if anybody can do it, I, I mean, I'll probably cry tears of joy, but uh, you know, I can, I could see it too. I know. I, I, I don't know who to pick. Like, I honestly thought that Ray Martinez was going to give him problems. Um, yeah, short, did not. It, it was like a <laughs> new opponent on um, short notice, younger, you know, ferocious. I was like, all right, man, this isn't going to be good for, for Roma Gonzalez. And then he dispatches him. Um, the second Estrada fight, I picked Estrada to win. Obviously, he's just fresher. He's just has more a couple more facets to his game. And I thought Estrada, I thought that uh, Roma Gonzalez won the second fight. I mean, the Nothing that the numbers are the end all be all. He outlanded him in pretty much all the rounds and, you know, threw more punches and just did enough to win. But, you know, like you said, Estrada's looked he has looked good of late, but his last fight with RG Cortez, um, he was actually bloodied in that fight. Uh he got hit a bunch early, but obviously his pedigree over over the course of the fight uh rained out. But there were some moments in that fight where Estrada was was hit, was tagged. Got a lot of miles too. We talked about the miles of of Roman Gonzalez. Estrada's got a lot of miles too. Yeah, yeah, I, definitely. But Estrada's style, I mean, he gets hit in fights. Quadras dropped him early. Uh, he had him in a lot of trouble and, you know, he came back to stop him. Um, you know, he, he's there to be hitting, you know, both these guys are. I think defense definitely, you're going to lean towards Chuck Latito. Um, but, you know, Estrada's, he's, dude, he's, he's a warrior, man. He, he'll get dropped, he'll get hurt, he'll get clipped, and he's just going to, he's going to come right back. And that, that, that fuels him. He almost, he almost, I mean, like a true Mexican warrior, that's that's you know he he's he's got that in him. I think he's thirty. He's thirty two. So yeah, he's you know, he's just, no spring chicken either. <laughs> I mean, these guys. The sad thing is, like these super fly guys, once they <laughs> burst on the scene for the mainstream boxing fans, was yeah, it took their whole seventeen. So that was what five years ago. So they were twenty eight, twenty seven, which is still pretty old for yeah. that weight too. Uh, these guys were, you know, like I said, Chaco Tito turned pro when he was 18. He was a world champion by 21. Same thing for Estrada. Like, these guys had tons of success early on, and now they're fighting and they're getting their million-dollar paydays now, which is great, uh, and that's awesome. But this should be a trilogy that can be placed into the top trilogies, you know, especially yeah. if they if they give us, like, 12 rounds of 2500 plus punches again of mayhem yeah exactly we're standing up and we're you know yelling at the tv and we don't know who wins at the end or we it goes to the scorecards again this it's a trilogy this is one of those you put that in the top 10 trilogies yeah yeah no it, it, it would be there deservedly so 
Um, you know, just to, to harp on a point that you were talking about, Kevin Kelly, the Flushing Flash, he was another guy. We didn't, he didn't break onto the scene where you know he was out there and people other people knew him until way late in his career. We didn't see him at his best best. Like you know, we, we fought Nazim Hamed. You know, he was handpicked for Nazim. And he still made that a war. That fight was awesome. But that was not the best version of Kevin Kelly. He wasn't his best weight class. That that happens all too often with these smaller guys. But like you said, Chuck Tito is one of those guys who kind of paved the way. It's like, wow, these guys are really, really talented. And they deserve the spotlight. And they deserve that that green. So hopefully it opens the door for a lot of these younger guys, to smaller guys, to to, to make it to make it sooner. Yeah, Bam. Which we're seeing with Bam, which is cool. Yeah, he, he left the division. Uh, he went back down to 112. Um, he's got work to do there. Um, the winner of this, not that I'm trying to look past it, but the winner of this could fight the winner of Ioka Franco. We're fighting on New Year's Eve in Japan. Um, is Fernando Martinez is the IBF champion, but it is in a way like this obviously will be the last time they fight and, you know, they're getting up there in age and we're seeing the younger guys kind of take over. Like, this is like if you want your throwback feeling of like the HBO days or like a past generation, then you know Roman Gonzalez is your guy, and then this fight is the fight to watch. Um, it's interesting to see the how that this division is like starting to change, and you know it's I don't think Estrada or Chocolatito got many more fights left uh, in them or at that top level, uh, so it's going to be a turnover uh, whether it's Ioka, whether it's uh, Franco. Um, but it's interesting to take a look at what Superfly is. And, you know, it's exciting that you wouldn't even think a few years ago that one of the biggest fights of the year could be taking place at 115. Yeah, no, not at all. Not at all. But, I mean, it's never it's never been the case. But, hey, man, it's 2022. Things things have changed. Things have changed for sure. And I'm um, for it. I'm for it. Yeah, I, 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 I'm going to go with – maybe I should, should I just stick with, with what I've been picking like, and just say that, that – Roman's gonna lose, and that therefore he'll win. Like, right? If we're going, you are the numbers guy. You are the numbers guy. If you go by the numbers, I'm gonna fade myself here. I'm gonna go against. Uh, I want obviously. I we shouldn't. I never root for anyone. I don't think I've ever rooted for a fighter since like I was ten years old when I watched Toro Gotti for the first time. Um, I would like to see Roman and Gonzalez win. (laughs) I'll just say it right now. I, I would like to see him win the fight. Um, I would like to see him, uh, you know, reach that and get the just do. Um, I'll pick Gonzalez to win a split decision. You're going with Estrada. I'm going with Estrada split decision. I think it's oh. going to be a nip type all the way through. Can't it can't not be. Um, I will tell you this though, I will not be scoring it on Friday night. I'm gonna I'm gonna sit back and I'm gonna enjoy every second of that <laughs> mayhem that those guys are gonna bring in that ring. Just I don't see how to be a bad fourth fight. action. Nah, I mean, I've jinxed like myself before by saying that. I've jinxed myself on here by saying that, but I don't know. I I I, I think this is a can't miss. Yeah, the tailor made for each other, the perfect big fight. This and Saturday. it could be the last time we see either one of these guys. You don't know. Well, that's the we thing. It's like that's what I've said for the last three, and like I think fans will could appreciate that too. It's like it's also great that like Roman uh, Gonzalez and Estrada and all the Superfly guys. I think Tito is like the king of the Superflies. Um, mm-hmm. that like. They're getting there just to like they're getting this main event like it's a big fight and all fight fans like even Dame Lillard, uh, NBA All Star, huge boxing fan, um, was talking about it. He was tweeting about this fight. He's like, Chuckle Tito's my guy. Like, <laughs> that's crazy. Like, like ten five years ago, that was that would never you would never think that was possible. No, not at all. And then, like you said, he he has transcended the weight class. He's transcended the sport, even obviously. Um, yeah, I mean, we we've been gushing over this man this whole time, and and he deserves it. 
No, because it's just fun to watch. I mean, it's just like it's just really fun boxing. Like combination punching. We've talked about this on the show too. It's like you don't really see it too much that often. We see yeah. one punch, two punch, out in and out. This guy to be a combination puncher at that weight and, and that age and take that into your at that level too. At that level too, and like yeah, he it's it's something to watch. So I think all the fans, uh, especially listen to this. I just pumped myself up for for, for this fight. Um, and you're picking Chizor, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, first round knockout, Chizora. Chizora, first round knockout, Strada Put that Chris money Algeri's, in. Put that money in. Chris Algieri's card. Uh, yeah, that's it for the show this week. Um, next, I think on on Monday we will have a post fight podcast. Um, next week we have some fun stuff planned. Uh, Chris will be you be fine in New York City. We'll be at the John Boy offices. We'll have a show uh, from the studio. Um, I. I'm gonna to try to attend the TFU. Are you gonna to try to go to that? Yeah, I mean, if, if if you're going, then why not? I'll be in town. Yeah, TFU uh, fighting next go, weekend. I'll go see my top ranked family. The top ranked fam, uh, they'll be in town. TFU versus Sandor Martin. That that was news. He, um, replacement for Pedraza yeah. who got sick, non-COVID. Still, illness. still, still an uh, an important fight and a meaningful ish fight. But I'm le- very much less excited about this one than I was. Really, I'm more excited. Nah. I think Sandor I think I, he beat uh, Mikey Garcia. You know, yeah, even but I mean, Garcia aging, had half, half, half a foot out the door. I wouldn't even say half. He had like nine toes yeah. out the door, uh, Mikey <laughs> Garcia. Yeah, but S- Sandor's pretty good. So that's next week. Uh, obviously, uh, Terrence Crawford fights next week over on BLK Prime. Uh, we saw this past weekend what the Marv Nation pay per view looked like. Uh, we're gonna see what the BLK Prime presentation looked like. Uh, so that's what's going on in the boxing world. It's December, right? It's the final month, the final push uh, towards the end of the year. We've got a lot going on in the John Boy boxing world. There's some fun stuff planned. That's it, Chris. It's going to be a fun weekend of, of boxing. Um, remember, as always, keep your hands up. Check yourselves at all times. Stay out of those DMs. We out. Mm-hmm.